10.30 in Chicago, and station WMAQ takes great dyspepsia in presenting Arbogast. It's not Ollie Dragon, kiddies. It's Arbogast saying, Meet me at the LaSalle Street pumping station. Arbo, 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 Tuga. Gonna sing a song here? Arbo, 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 Tuga, Ruga, Tuga. Arbo, 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 Tuga, Ruga, Tuga. It's three days before Sunday in Chicago, and it's your Broadway Harvey and Cicero with Prada Barry Arbogast at the microphone and Sousa phone speaking to you from the world famous LaSalle Street pumping station, where I'd like you to be my guest and meet all the stars in the room here tonight. Here in the room. First of all, we got some late news from the world of show business. In Hollywood... What's that, Milo? A record? We can't play a record. No records on this thing. No, not a record. No! Anybody in a room? A lot of them were clapping there. I don't know. It uh, must have been the wrong room. <laughs> Cut that out. What do we got tonight, Peter? All kinds of goodies. Hey, later on, we got a real big amateur night type deal. You're kidding. With talented people are coming in. It's going to be about, oh, 15 minutes or less. We had talent last a couple night. Of them These now. guys very aren't talented. talented. No, they... Oh. One of them is very famous for an expression he's been throwing around the building. You mean, uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Everybody yeah. I see in the place, what are you going to do? Joe Sperry, yeah. the pancake man. He's a real... There he is. A real hot czar. At any rate, we play records and have transcribed things. And this evening, uh, we got news for the people, haven't we, about something we just picked that up thing today? thing you saw in the paper. I did, indeed. The Russians, the Russians have claimed a new first. They claim they got the first uh, puppet show-type television thing, huh? What was that? Uh, this thing, what is it, uh, Kukla, Fran, and Olga? Oh, yeah, and they claimed a, a first on a kitty book, too, I read about. Did you see that? I didn't, no. It was something, uh, the Bobsky twins visit Minsk. Did that that yeah, belong to them, that too? that was their book. Oh, those Russians are indeed amazing people, aren't they? The Bobsky twins, eh? Now, we're going to play a tune here. This is uh, from the Crushed Grape Overture. That is, it is the Crushed Grape Overture. From the opera Roma Muscatel by Monashevitz. Annie? Thank you. 
That's a song selected to me by Boyd Rayburn, person from whom we haven't heard quite often enough. Played it especially for somebody. I'm not going to tell anybody why, but it's for a little Coralie in Moline. Peter sent her a telegram or something that said, Congratulations on your loss. She had her tonsils out. That's what it was? Yeah. Oh, that was a clever goody, Peter. She was the one, by the way, who told us about, told me, I think, the last time I saw her, about this sensational Broadway uh, review. What was that? Uh, what was it? Two on the aisle. Two on the aisle? Yeah. What aisle? I'll be. You'll be what? I'll be darned. You'll be what? I'll be darned. I forgot the tickets. You'll be what? I'll be darned. Okay, you'll be darned, and I'll be George, and we'll do our own little play, and then we don't need any tickets to get in or anything. That's right. Okay, okay. ready? Let's da, go. Da, 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 da. Hello, darned. Hi, George. Where's Martha? I don't know. She ain't been around. She coming in soon? She ought to be here soon, Martha ought to. I think I see her coming in now. Footsteps. What did you say that for? I am Tom DeLeo. supposed to be Martha. Well, it's a famous ending to a first scene, so I thought I'd put it in so our play would be just as good as several others on Broadway. Oh, I see. Well, that sort of figures, I guess. Okay, Peter. Yeah. All right. song that uh, Mrs. Jimmy sang to her hysterical husband following one of his 
safe-cracking ventures, during some massacre-type thing against the wall once. My funny Valentine. Tell him the truth. Tell him the truth. All right, the truth is that Larry Hart wrote it, and uh, some guy gave us the information. He said that Larry Hart was a bit reticent, whatever that means, sort of a shy guy, and uh, kind of short in stature, and a real good guy, so he turned out and wrote the song somewhat about himself, and that was the product. My funny Valentine. Before anything else, let's hear this little song on a big subject. Old Commodore Gray had a dog and a cat with a big bow-wow and a little meow. They all lived together with never a spat. How in the world did they ever do that with a big bow-wow and a little meow, meow, bow-wow, meow, bow-wow, meow. The cat and the dog had a barrel of fun with a big bow-wow and a little meow. Although they were different, they fooled everyone. Commodore Gray proved a lot can be done with a big bow-wow and a little meow, meow, bow-wow, meow, bow-wow, meow. Well, Commodore Gray often said to the crew with a big bow-wow and a little meow. Though each man among us is different, it's true. My cat and dog get along, so can you with a big bow-wow and a little meow, meow, bow-wow. Meow, bow-wow, a big bow-wow, and a little meow. Now, don't turn a deaf ear to that one. You listen to those words. They're pretty meaningful. little song on a big subject on... Hey, we had a program all scheduled, but something did happen. I guess I'll have to tell you about that. Due to circumstances entirely beyond our control, the program Blondie, originally scheduled for this time, will not be heard. Anyone knowing the whereabouts of a bottle of peroxide... Please contact the program director immediately. Things like that just can't go on up here. And they do, nevertheless, despite all of our organization. We have, uh, I got a good one. Wow. We're going to play a thing now by Mahatma Nehru. Remember this one? Oh, And the Bombay Philharmonic Orchestra. Yeah. They're going to play, I only want a Buddha, not a sweetheart. Boys. Mother, know you're out. Does she know that I'm about? Oh, my, when I look in your eyes. Something tells me that you and I should get together. How's about a little kiss? Just a kiss you'll never miss. Why do we two keep on wasting time? Ah, Cecilia, come on, say you'll be mine. How's about it?
and I should get together. Oh, how's about a little kiss? Shakira, just a kiss you'll never miss. Why do we two keep on wasting time? Oh, Syria, come on, say you'll be mine. As Dick Jurgens, his musical lotion bottles, the orchestra, and a tune called Margie with a Laughing Face. For a while, anyway, until all this happened. Oh, dear. Uh, it's time for a word from this guy, George Stone, here to introduce our feature for this evening. Sam? 10.45 in Chicago, and time for Major Yeglin and his Amateur Hour. Yes, friends, it's time once again for our weekly visit with America's most entertaining nighttime radio program as we join Major Yeglin's Amateur Hour. And here he is, your genial master of ceremonies, the man who each week gives golden opportunity to the youth of the nation, Major Horace Yeglin. Major Yeglin. Shut up. Thank you. Around and round she goes, and where she stops, banana knows. Welcome, friends in Radio Land, to another evening of competition with the unexploited talent of America on your original amateur hour. We have five young people here tonight, all eagerly awaiting the chance to show America what they can do in hopes of going on to success in the magic world of show business. Now, we'll introduce them to you one by one. And at the conclusion of the performance, we'll let you, the audience, be the judge as to who will be crowned champion of this evening's end. And as a special prize tonight, we're offering a six-weeks engagement in the locker room of the Harvey YMCA. So on your toes, America, you may help a new star get his start tonight. And here's our first amateur for this evening. And tell us about yourself, sir. Uh, I'm uh, George Morenci from from Oak Park, and, and I'm a baritone. A baritone, eh? Well, that's wonderful. Very well, then. Here is our first contestant, Mr. George Morenci, a baritone, who will favor us with a vocal selection. Mr. Morenci. I'm awfully sorry, Mr. Morenci. I can see no future at all for you in show business. As a last resort, though, you might try the Horace Gesundheit Youth Exploitation Hour. Who is our next contestant, please? Uh, my name is David Etheridge. I'm from Evanston, Illinois, and I do bird calls. <laughs> I see. That's a very unusual talent. How did you happen to become a bird caller? Well, you see, my father is a bird. Mm -hmm. I used to have to call him in for supper from the field, so I kind of took it up as a hobby. I understand, I think. Very well, Mr. Etheridge. Uh, what's your first bird imitation for this evening? Uh, first, I will do the South American wood thrush. Very well. Ladies and gentlemen, the spotlight is on Mr. David Etheridge of Evanston, Illinois, with the South American wood thrush. Mr. Etheridge. <coughs> That's right. 
Next, I'd like to do the Polynesian pom-pom bird. <coughs> Very good, very good, Mr. Edwards. And for my last bird, my interpretation of the female West Virginia blue jay. <coughs> oh, just a moment, wait a moment, please. I'm, I'm awfully sorry. That was the male. This is the female of the species. <coughs> very, very good. All right, all right. Very good, Mr. Edwards, all right. That was Mr. David Etheridge of Evanston with his bird calls. Yes, sir, it's going to be a tough fight for that crown tonight. And now for our third performer on your original amateur hour for this evening. What is your name, young man, and your specialty? My name is Bucky Renzulli, and I'm from Aurora. I call myself the world's fastest tap dancer. The world's fastest tap dancer, hey? Uh, how did you get your start? Well, back in California, that's where I'm from, out in the West Coast. For 30 years, I made my living by jumping up and down on the grapes, you know, pressing the grapes. Yeah, I see. Well, how did you happen to get out of that line of work? Well, I was fired for sitting down on the job. Oh, very well. The spotlight now on the world's fastest tap dancer, Mr. Bucky Renzulli. Mr. Renzulli. All right. All right. All right. All right. Mr. Bucky Renzulli, ladies and gentlemen, billed as the world's fastest tap dancer. Now, say, before you leave, Mr. Renzulli, have you any advice to give to young tap dancers? <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Renzulli. Turn a little to the left there, please. And now, our fourth amateur for tonight, young Tommy Berger from Cicero with his talking dog, Homer. Hello, Tommy, and welcome to the Amateur Hour. Thank you, Major Yeglin. It's a real thrill to be here. You have a talking dog, is that right, Tommy? Y yes, sir, Major Yeglin. I I've given my dog, Homer, ten years of intensive training, and I hope to find a career for us on the stage. What made you call your dog Homer? I know that isn't in here, but it's just a question. Well, it's kind of a, an unusual name. I thought I'd call him that because Rex, you know... I think we wrote it in Kansas City. Oh. I see. Well, that's wonderful, Tommy, and I want to wish you all the luck in the world. The yellow spotlight now, ladies and gentlemen, on young Tommy Berger and his talking dog, Homer. Okay, boy. Come on, Homer. Speak. Speak. Come on, boy. Speak. Speak. <coughs> what do I say? <coughs> well, say anything, Homer. Anything. Come on, boy. Speak. Anything, boy. Say anything. <coughs> well, I can't think of anything. <coughs> well, well, can't you say something? You're going to ruin the whole show. <coughs> Well, we didn't have a single rehearsal. I can't think of anything. Please, Homer, please, please, it's our whole future. Gosh. All right, all right, all right. Get that stupid animal out of here. That's no way to talk about my man here. Take it easy, Major Yeager, or I'll bite your head off. All right, all right, all right. For our concluding act tonight on your original amateur hour... Here's a young man from right here in Chicago. Now, what's your name, sir, and tell us just a little about yourself. My name is Morris Furbish, and I do imitations. I, I can imitate anything. Anything, Mr. Furbish? <laughs> that takes in a lot of area, doesn't it? Uh, so do you, you old idiot. I beg your pardon? Never mind. For my first imitation, I will imitate a lion. Well, very well. Here is our final contestant in this evening's amateur hour, Mr. Morris Furbish with his imitations. First, a lion, Mr. Furbish. Oh, that's 
not that's not bad. Not bad at all, Mr. Furbish. And uh, what will be your second imitation tonight? Next, uh, I'll imitate a car crashing. <clears throat> Oh, you liked it anyway. I didn't quite come through with it. I'm a little rusty on that one. I didn't quite crash there. I haven't practiced too often. I'd better try that particular one again. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Next, my interpretation of a cow. <laughs> That, that is indeed excellent. I think that's all right. Mr. Furbish, very wonderful. Now, uh, you have more, I imagine? Oh, yes. Well, what is your next imitation for this particular evening, Mr. Furbish? Well, next I will do what I consider uh, my my main sort of contribution to the game. I, I've been practicing this, and I think I do quite well at it. I will sound like an explosion. <clears throat> Thank you, thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Now, for my last imitation, I will attempt to be uh, a rooster. <coughs> Uh-oh, I'm... Pardon me, I'm a little confused. No practice. I, I'd better, better try that one again, too. There, that's better. All right, all right, all right, all right. And with the conclusion there of the final act by our imitator, Mr. Morris Furbish of Chicago, we come to the all-important finish of our original amateur hour for this evening, wherein you, the studio audience, determined by your applause which of our contestants shall be declared the lucky winner. And now as I place my hand over the head of each contestant, he, in turn, will give a sample of his performance, and you will applaud for your favorite. That's uh, choosing the winner for us here. And please, I must caution you, there is to be absolutely no whistling. You all ready? Here is our first contestant, Mr. George Morenci, the baritone. Anything with Next, the bird caller, David Etheridge. Well, Mr. Etheridge, go ahead. You said no whistling. Next, the man who builds himself as the world's fastest tap dancer, Mr. Bucky Renzulli. <laughs> Mr. Renzulli, well, what's the matter? I'm tired. And I told you there'd be no whistling. Well, I'm sorry. It's too late for apologies. Next, hailing from way out there in Cicero, young Tommy Berger and his talking dog, Homer. Speak, Homer, speak. Come on, boy, this is our last chance. Say something, anything. <laughs> Look, Berger, let's face it, I can't do it. I got a great idea for a new act. We'll tour the country as Homer and his barking man. We'll make a million. What do you think? <laughs> woof, woof, woof. You're a genius, <laughs> Homer. Woof, woof, woof. <laughs> 
It's a deal. Let's shake on it. Give me your paw. Woof, 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 woof. And here for our final contestant this evening, our imitator, Mr. Morris Furbish. Thank you. Ah, uh, what have we? We'll check our studio applause meter to determine which of our amateurs is the lucky winner for tonight. And remember, the contestant you have selected by your impartial applause may well go on from this very program to become one of the very brightest stars of show business. Ready, America? Here's the decision as handed down by you, the audience, and our impartial board of judges. <laughs> The winner and grand champion, George Morenci, the baritone from Oak Park who sang Racing with the Moon. Congratulations, George. Oh, thanks a lot, Dad. Quiet, you fool. You want to give everything away? But gee, Pop, I only wanted to say... Shut up, you idiot. But Father... I said quiet. But gee... Oh! Ladies and gentlemen, due to circumstances beyond our control, the program Major Yeglin's Amateur Hour will leave the air. Uh, stand by for a brief interlude of recorded music. Get those guys out of here for a minute. That's uh, from Jerome Kern's... Uh, Jerome Kern wrote it. It's all about Pick Yourself Up, played by George Shearing and Quintet or something thereabouts. Dave Squires, Dave Squires, Dave Squires, Dave Squires, and Dave Squires. The sound man of all time. The guy came through tonight for us, and so that's five of them. This is time to close it out. We've had things recorded, transcribed, and soundies all over the place tonight. We'll return uh, at 11.30. Where are my names here? i got to talk Don't about Don't you want to come back at 10.30? Oh, we probably won't be able to make it tomorrow night, but... Ralph Knowles is the man who engineered this thing. That is, he, he directed it, and <laughs> Harvey Panky engineered it, and I'm confused anyway. Ed Turley on the turntables, Dave Squires and Dave Squires and Dave Squires on the sound effects, and this is Arbel Gast saying thank you for listening, and... This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. WMAQ and WMAQ-FM, NBC in Chicago. And now stay tuned for Jim Hurlbut, your reporter at large, 
followed at 11.15 by Jack Eigen from the Shea Show. 